This morning we're going to look at Psalm 68. You have to love the Psalms, amen. Oh, they're so good. I only picked two verses here, 68, 19, and 20, but I'm going to read you a little bit more. As I kept looking through this scripture, there is so much to be found in Psalm 68 that really uh, comes to uh, touch our hearts and our lives. Hallelujah. But before we get there, I want to start with a story. Just prepare Psalm 68. I want to start with a story. A young lady named Alice. Alice is walking one day in a place that she's not used to walking. Have you ever been in that kind of a situation? A new environment. And Alice stumbles across the largest mushroom she's ever seen. And on top of that mushroom is a caterpillar. And the caterpillar sees this young woman and he says, Who are you? And she says, I don't know. And he says, What do you mean you don't know who you are? And she says, I'm afraid, sir, I'm not the person I used to be. And he says, nonsense, who are you? But what's fascinating about this story is, have you ever said these words, I haven't been myself lately? Have you been in that spot? I've been in that spot recently. I just haven't been myself. The joy factor low. The excitement level low. Duty, duty, duty. I know what I have to do. I know what I have to do. I know what I have to get done. When you said, uh, this young gentleman, thinking about things. How often have you been there? I've been going, 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 and I need to stop and reorganize. I need to stop and think about what needs to change. Amen? Because who am I? I'm afraid I'm not who I used to be. Just like Alice says. Or like our sister shared this morning, a very special person in our church needs more rest, doesn't he? Needs more rest. Things to restore us. And then what happened this week? Monsoon clouds. Hallelujah. A downpouring. A freshness. A refreshment. A renewal. Amen? A cleansing. Praise God. A way to reorganize. Hallelujah. Otherwise, we begin to pick up so many things we're not meant to carry. Amen? So many things that do nothing but weigh us down. And we're called to be the ones that are free. Hallelujah. The burden that is light. Hallelujah. Jesus says, take my yoke. Hallelujah. We are seriously supposed to lay it down at the altar of Christ Jesus. Put my yoke upon you. Hallelujah. And you know, I started thinking about all the things that we carry on a daily and a weekly basis that we should not even pick up. Hallelujah. When I was a kid and I moved to Las Vegas, I thought I was leaving so much behind me. What a joke that was. I wasn't at the point to lay things down seriously yet at that point. And I come from the land of milk, honey, and oranges. Have you ever heard of Redlands, California? Sun-kissed oranges set up a big factory there. When people say they're, you know, like the Jews, they come from the land of flowing with milk and honey, we also were flowing with orange juice in Redlands. Hallelujah. 
But when I came up through that Cajon Pass, all those burdens were right in that car with me. If I wasn't careful to come to the point of realizing, lay it down, hallelujah. We don't need to carry luggage any longer that is not beneficial to us, hallelujah. This Wednesday I have to fly to Orange County for work, and I'm going to travel light. I've decided I'm going to travel light. Can I tell you in a spiritual sense, today we need to make the decision to say, I'm going to travel light in Jesus' name. I'm going to carry one thing, and that's God's Word, His truthful Word in my heart and on my lips and on my mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. I remember one time we uh, went to New York City with too many bags, and let me tell you, Remember we were running to that terminal? We almost thought we weren't going to make it at JFK. And you know what really weighed on us? The weight of the baggage. And here we are running with all this junk. How many times in life do we find ourselves running with lots of junk, spiritually, mentally, and even physically, that God knows we were not created to bear? (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, how do you think He entered Jerusalem? Did He come into Jerusalem with His Louis Vuitton luggage and His, his big Tumi bags and everything else and His backpack? And Jesus entered lightly, did He not? How did Jesus enter? He entered without any worldly possessions, just God's Word in His heart and His best friends. Hallelujah. Those that meant most to Him. And all of His needs were still met. Sometimes we want, we want, we want, we want. Jesus shows us His needs were meant without hardly anything. If all He had was a relationship with the Father, He had it all. Praise God. He entered without a cloak, yet what happened? Cloaks began to be strewn over His donkey. He carried no luggage, yet people praised Him and welcomed Him as if He had lived there His whole life. The talk of the town. Doesn't that sound nice? So what does Psalm 68, 19 and 20 say? It says this, Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Our God is a God who saves. Hallelujah. A God who saves from the Sovereign Lord comes escape from death. Now I'm going to go back and read to you the beginning of Psalm 68 a little bit. Starting at 1. May God arise. May His enemies be scattered. May His foes flee before Him. As smoke is blown away by the wind, may you blow them away. As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God. Sing praises to His name. Extol Him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord. And rejoice before Him. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in His holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, 
but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. When you went out before your people, O God, when you marched through the wasteland, the earth shook, the heavens poured down rain before God, the one of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. And then the monsoon clouds came. Amen? Hallelujah. A refreshment. Let today be the refreshment that God wants in your life. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for this clouds lately, the rain that is just poured down, Father, cleansed all around. And may there be a refreshment, Lord God, found in our lives today in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on Your people today. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on Your sons and daughters today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. When I left my little hometown, the land of milk, honey, and oranges, when I left Redlands, I was looking at colleges. And I told my grandmother, my family had already broken up. Mom moved hundreds of miles away. About a seven-hour drive just to get to her with my sister Dad doing his thing with his, uh, you know, single lifestyle. And I decided, I'm out of here. And I thought, San Francisco for college or Las Vegas? And you know, the ever-wise Grandma Marie, Grandma Marie, you know what she said? I don't know which is the greater of the two evils, mijo, which means my son. (laughs) The two evils. Could you imagine I'm putting before myself the two evils? And I remember the morning I packed my little 1986 Honda CRX and I thought about your road trip. I thought about that road trip the Lord placed on your heart and I thought here I am packing everything I could in this little tiny Honda, weighing it down and watching you know the weight of this little car on the shocks come down. But it was the burdens of the loss of the family and the baggage and the hurt and the pain that weighed even more. Weighed even more. I left my little kitty cat Moniki behind with my grandma. Oh, broke my heart. I remember crying probably about one-third of that drive to Vegas. All of my possessions didn't compare to the weight of the pain. And I would say, I decided to leave that day I had nothing back at home that I thought I would miss because I wanted to start new. And I remember my grandmother saying to me, you don't have to go. And you know what I told her? Yes, I do. (laughs) Have you ever felt a moment like that? When you knew there was something you just had to do and it didn't make sense to others. And I said, yes, I do. And I brought all of that to the desert. But sometimes, like this last couple days in the desert, refreshment can be found. Hallelujah. A new day, praise God. A new pouring of God's Spirit. So first thing I wanted to mention this morning is this that we'll uh, have. First point this morning, and really take this to heart. What you have in Christ is better than what you do not have in this world. 
Hallelujah. What you have in Jesus is better than anything that you do not have in this world. And sometimes we're lacking much in this world, aren't we? I have a young lady, I have text here, I'm waiting to look at later, a homeless young lady. I'm going to tell her that today because she's been wanting so much from me lately. Panera gift cards, Motel 6 gift cards so she can get a room to clean up, uh, more financial support, all these things that Tamika needs. And you know what I'm going to share with her today? And I have helped her and I will help her again, but I'm going to tell her, never forget Jesus first. Because what you have in Jesus is more important than anything else. Amen? Because our needs can sometimes be many and overwhelming. Am I correct? Sometimes, like me recently, all you see is what's bugging you and what you don't have. And you just need to do this. Oh, maybe I have the wrong lenses on. Switch. Switch. There are people that I know at work, they all talk about what they don't have. Oh, I don't have a 401k. Oh, I don't have matching. Oh, I don't have a PPO. Oh, how did you get a pension? I don't have a pension. Oh, we didn't get a a salary increase this year. Oh, we heard the companies are making more money. Well, I'm thinking about leaving because they get more time off. Well, I heard they don't get vacation. I hear these things all the time about what people think they do not have. But I'm so glad to be in a room that realizes the most important thing that you have is Christ. Hallelujah. God refines people in the desert. Amen? You wonder what you're doing here. When, it, when we read this this morning, my wife and I drove over. He's sending the enemies to a sun-scorched land. Why are we here? We're not the enemies of God. And then the monsoon clouds roll in. Praise the Lord. It's a symbol of refreshment and renewal for me. And you remember what the Lord did for Elijah? He didn't send him to the Ritz-Carlton. He didn't send him to the Four Seasons. He didn't send him to Paris, London, Rome. He sent him to the middle of the desert that didn't even have a stream. He sent the stream. He sent the ravens to feed him. Hallelujah. It's time that we trust the Lord more. It's time that we place our trust and the Lord more and more, just like Elijah learned to in the desert. And He'll do it for you, amen? Streams, hallelujah, provisions, blessings. He's the God of all perfect gifts, amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know what it took for me to finally figure out who I was? A dream. Does the Lord use dreams in your life? He does in my family. If I was thinking about myself when I was struggling to find out who I was, who are you? I'm afraid I don't know, Lord. He had a plan. I would be His son. Praise God. I would be found in His family. My identity would come through His grace, mercy, power, strength, peace. Hallelujah. One morning I had the most terrible dream I've ever had. And I praise God for that dream. I woke up frightened out of my mind. 
I can share it with you privately if you ever want to hear. Otherwise, it's not that important. The important part is I went to my staircase. I didn't even want to be in my apartment and I went to my staircase and I called the ever-wise Grandma Marie. And I stood, I stood outside, actually I sat there on my staircase and I told her the dream and she to me, Spanish grandmas always say, mijo, my son. She said, mijo, the Lord is telling you to come back to Him immediately. Not tomorrow, not the next week, not think about it, now. And I said, I know, Grandma. I know. But you know, it took me about seven years of being in the desert to finally get slapped straight by the Lord. Aren't you glad that He does that? It's like Pastor Dave says. Uh, actually, Pastor Dave's dad used to say it. You can either come to the Lord now or you can come kicking and screaming. It's up to you. But it took me seven years to finally start serving the Lord, get plugged in with God's people, find the church home, and start growing in Christ. But one thing was certain. This dream let me know God will never let me go. No matter how far I wander. Are you a wanderer spiritually? Are you a wanderer from the Lord and saying, oh Lord, no, 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 maybe later. Maybe one day, maybe, maybe, maybe. God will never let you go. Isn't that what a shepherd does? Excuse me. No, 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 no. You're coming back. Even though I'd lost my family, Jesus had me. I was in His family. Even though my heart was broken and bruised, Jesus had me. Even though I couldn't trust anyone. When you feel you can't trust your family, you lose a lot of trust. Do you know what I'm talking about? Some of you are sitting here. Even when I lost that trust, Jesus had me. It took me seven years to realize all this time I had Jesus and Jesus had me. And that's all that mattered. Lost to found. Broken to mended. Bruised to healed. Not trusting to thinking my worth is found in Christ Jesus and being able to trust in Him alone. What an amazing walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. That's called victory. He neither left me nor forsook me. I look back and I remember all the wonderful little things He did to remind me that He is my family. Hallelujah. My friend. The one who would never divorce me or move away from me. The one who would always be intimately involved with me. Because truly, what you do not have in this world is minuscule to what you have in Christ Jesus. He completes you. Amen. Don't you love completion? When you finish your puzzle, don't you just love it? <laughs> Did it. Anybody ever work on models? I remember I used to do model airplanes all the time. And when you're done, ha ha! Did it! Well done, thou good and faithful servant. What words we'll hear one day by serving God. Praise the Lord. Verse 20 states this, From the sovereign Lord comes escape from death. Do you ever feel sometimes like there are things around you that seem dead spiritual death 
death of joy in families or lives. There's times that God needs to revive things, amen? And this could be the week to do it. Praise God. What needs to be revived in your life? Greater faith, greater trust, greater provisions, greater uh, dedication to the Lord, whatever it happens in your life that the Lord might identify. Many times, though, the luggage that we carry can feel like death. I would say that when my parents uh, split up, I really felt like there was a death of our family. Have you been there before? Yet in Christ, we have an escape route from death. Because what does he say? From the sovereign Lord comes escape from death. Praise God. It's time to drop the luggage that weighs down God's people and cling to the cross of Jesus. Don't you love that name? What a powerful name it is. Praise God. Second thing to mention this morning, and I'm also going to prepare something from Matthew because it's so good. I'll read it to you. I'm always nervous finding Scriptures right on the spot, but it just came into my mind. See how long it takes me? Got it. Second thing this morning. God does not want you to carry what His Son already took for you. God does not want you to carry what His Son already took for you. Matthew 11. Oh, I'm totally unprepared. Forgive me. Matthew 11.28 Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened. Could that be you this morning? Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. What a shepherd we have. A lot of times we set life's luggage and baggage down, the things that weigh us down, only to take it up again. And what is Jesus telling us to do? Leave it and give it to Him. Hallelujah. Don't you love that when you go to the hotel and you can hand over your baggage to someone else? Isn't that a lovely thing? What a thing. What an amazing experience we have in Christ Jesus. Isn't that true? Even though the Lord had victoriously taken my luggage away from me before, I can find myself very often, if I'm not careful, picking it up again and carrying it again and starting to feel the weight of it again. And you know what? You know why I did it? Because it's luggage and baggage that I already know very well. And when the things that you're not supposed to carry becomes too familiar, that's danger zone. Isn't that what Kenny Loggins tells Tom Cruise in that movie Top Gun? The danger zone. That's the danger zone when you start to pick up the luggage and the baggage again. Yeah, I use too many movie analogies. My wife's already pointed that out. I see it in your face. Alice in Wonderland, Top Gun. I might have more. Just bear with me. (laughs) I had a friend 
he had a problem with hanging out with the wrong people. Do you know people like that? But you know what I had in my family? Not only the fear of the Lord, but my brother and I always said, the fear of Grandma. And she'll ask questions and you do not want to break her heart. Grandma Marie, sweetest lady I ever knew. The fear of the Lord and the fear of Grandma. But a friend I knew hung out with all the wrong people. In fact, last night I took my wife to see uh, Journey in concert at Resorts World. The drummer was so cool, Dean Castronovo. I, I don't know much about him, but I started to... He sang the song and played the drums at the same time. Yeah, he was cool. And I would say... It showed that Journey, in Wikipedia, Journey had to fire him and let him go for about four or five years because of a drug problem. And you know what a lot of these things have to do with? Hanging out with the wrong people. But this gentleman I knew hung out with the wrong people and it led to a whole bunch of problems. Whole lot of problems. The kind of people that you wouldn't even want to bring home to meet your family or anything like that. You know, get you into spiritual trouble. One after another, all of his friendships uh, led to the same sins and sins and sins. And one after another, it just caused more problems in this gentleman's life. Relationship problems, compromise problems. This guy was a believer also in Christ. And you know how he justified hanging out with all these people? He goes, you'd be amazed, but I actually find enough time to you know witness to them and on and on and on. But you know what? Sometimes... That old school philosophy, call a spade a spade. What does fresh water have in common with salt water? Or vice versa, what does light have to do with darkness? Especially if you can't be the light and you fall into the same sins. And I was thinking about that drummer in Journey. Poor guy, hung out with the wrong people. My wife says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. But one day I thought to myself too, I don't want to justify things any longer. I don't want excuses. I want to call sin, sin. And that's what the world does not want to do today. They do not want to call sin, sin. No. If it makes you happy, you're all right. One day I thought to myself, though, you know, Ryan, there are only so many times you can fall into the same pit again and again and again before you have to start to realize you're just dumb. I told myself that. I talked to myself that way. You are just plain dumb. Falling into the same sin again and again and again. And if I do it on purpose, that's the truth. I'm just being dumb. But what's amazing is that even though we might know these pits that we've dug for ourselves and fallen into again and again, Or maybe we're so used to that baggage that we carry again and again and again. Jesus never stops pursuing us. Praise God. He never stops. Praise God. He's like the energizer bunny that never runs out of batteries to chase you down and say, you come back to me. Ooh. Praise the Lord. Because you know why? We are designed to walk free. Praise God. Free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
Come out of the sin pit. Hallelujah. I feel like that's what the Lord tells me all the time. Come out of the sin pit and breathe the fresh air. See the sun again. Hallelujah. Christ has already taken all the burdensome luggage that we want to carry and we just need to let it go. And if habit makes us want to pick it up again, you know what you need to do? It's simple. Drop it again and again and again and again. Continue to. Our last point this morning is this. And I like this. Walk lighter because our God is big enough to bear our burdens. Walk lighter because God is big enough to bear our burdens. In my house, I wear little slippers because we're on the second floor. I wear these little slippers and I walk kind of silly because I'm trying not to bother my neighbors down below. I look like a little old man going through my house like this. Because I know if I walk too hard, he's going to say something to my wife. Oh yeah, we can hear every room Ryan's going into. Walk lighter, amen. Because our God is big enough to bear our burdens. And that's like those beautiful slippers I have. The Lord is big enough to absorb, amen, the weight of what we carry. Hallelujah. Anything that happens in life, all of the hurts, all of the pain, the sorrow, the disappointments. Am I resounding with things you might know well? The heartache. It's reassuring to know that in all things, our God is never too small. Hallelujah. If the hymn of your life is, Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. If that's the hymn of your life, you may be doing something wrong. You may need to reorganize who's preeminent in your life. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And if our God is big enough, then I tell you something else. Joy is for you. Have you been lacking joy? Or am I the only one? Has joy been far from you recently? God is big enough. How many of us are missing these amazing things that God wants for us? What is separating joy from you? Max Lucado, I like this book he wrote. It's called uh, Traveling Light. He asks the reader when you're reading through his book, he asks this, I want you to fill in the blank I will be happy when... Isn't that interesting? I will be happy when I'm married. I'll be happy when I'm single. I'll be happy when I'm wealthy. I'll be happy when I get my healing. I'll be happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happy when I get full time. I'll be happy when I get a raise. I'll be happy when... Fill in the line. But then he asks another important question. What if that ship doesn't come in? Can you still be happy if the situation doesn't change? Can you still be happy? Oh, that's a great question. So let's slip, slip over to Philippians. Can you still be happy? Philippians 4. Am I in the right spot? 
I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, whether getting the promotion or not getting the promotion, whether getting all of I want out of my employment or my family or my whatever it is. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. And now that I see it here, I can't miss this part. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's like Star Trek. Shields up. (laughs) Finally, brothers, whatever is true... Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with, say it, me. Hallelujah. The Prince of Peace. And if we are carrying baggage of discontent, sleeping in its cold prison cell, my wife and I are going to see this uh, Spanish uh, concert next month, and this uh, gentleman has this one line, his most, one of his most favorite songs that even Janice sings, and she doesn't know Spanish, but she's gotten so used to the line. He says, Serra tu carcel. Y nunca saldrás. This is your prison and you cannot escape. It's talking about love. But I was going to mention that because if we're sleeping in the cold prison cell of all of these things that weigh us down and we cannot escape, then we truly are in a prison. But praise God, we serve a God that sets the prisoners free. Hallelujah. He's the opposite of everything, isn't He? He's the God of all impossible things and moments. What a place to be, to be found in Christ. We must realize what and who we have in our shepherd. Amen. You have a God who hears you. The power of love behind you. The Holy Spirit within you. And all of heaven heaven ahead of you of you if you have the shepherd the only one that matters and i see lots of animals in this valley and if you have the shepherd you have grace for every sin direction for every turn a candle for every corner an anchor for every storm everything you need and you know why because he is big enough never too small What does he say? Is the arm of the Lord too short? Absolutely not. A lecturer, as we close this morning, I want to finish with this story. 
a lecturer when he was explaining to a class about stress management. He was telling the class, he set water on every student's table. And as they looked at this glass of water in front of them, he says, how heavy is this glass of water? Some of the people answered, well, I think it weighs this much. I think it weighs this much. Maybe 500 grams, maybe this, maybe that. And the lecturer replied, actually, the absolute weight of that water doesn't matter. What matters is how long you try to hold it. If you hold it for a minute, that's not a problem. If you hold it for an hour, you're going to have a very sore arm. If you hold it for a day, you're going to have to call an ambulance. In each case, it's the same weight, but the longer that you hold it, the heavier it becomes. And he continued, and that's the way it is with stress management. If we carry our burdens all the time, sooner or later, as the burdens become increasingly heavy, we won't be able to carry on. As with the glass of water, you have to put it down. 